Welcome to this Dealer's Edge online training seminar featuring Rob Campbell with a workshop on business math and financial analysis for service managers. Rob Campbell is a dealership analyst with Witham, Smith & Brown, an accounting, auditing, and consulting firm with a specialty in advising franchise auto retailers. I'm Mike Bowers with Dealer's Edge. <clears throat> Some of the most active threads in the Dealer's Edge service manager forums involve the analysis of service department performance. But if service managers were meant to be accountants, they'd be working somewhere else. Accounting and financial analysis are essential skills for successful service professionals. And now more than ever, dealership service directors and managers must become experts in analyzing their businesses so that they can plot the proper course. Today's program is designed to feature not only the basics of business math in the service department, but also to assist in planning for profit improvements in the face of future market uncertainties. Make sure you have a calculator and your financial statement info handy. Today, Rob Campbell will show some real-world examples for how to outline your service department financial goals when presenting them to the dealer and general manager. We'll see how to calculate the many ratios used in service. Things like fixed absorption, net to gross, cost of sales, semi-fixed expenses, and many, many more. So Did we have goes. anything before I move on here to the last part? Yes, I'm sorry. We have a few questions. Okay. Uh, where do you factor unapplied time uh, into, into the calculations? I factor it when I'm doing an overall uh, off the financial statement uh, check, or sometimes I just add it back in. In the example that we used, I wanted to use something that the service manager I know has access to, and that is the service side reports. And if I kind of knew my unapplied time, I'd add it back in there. But generally, I'm at least going to know I have so much unapplied time. If I want 75% doing that kind of uh, calculation, then I probably need to be at 78 or 79 to get to 75. Okay. Um, what... What number should we shoot for uh, when looking at service advisor compensation as a percentage of gross? Uh, Mike, I forget. What did, what what do we shoot for? I thought it was uh, like fourteen or something like that. Right. Yeah. The last our last discussion was fourteen to fifteen percent. Yeah. So uh, again, th that's just uh, I don't know your local market. I don't know what an advisor costs in your area. Um, what I tell people is that's what I'd shoot for. That's what I'd like it to be, you know, what, as, as a goal, um, or at least that I know all the other numbers will work out. But if I'm a small store and I need two advisors and they each cost $65,000 because that's what an advisor makes, you can't help that. You can't balance a pay. You, you can't balance a pay um, to price your position below market. Right. So, I, yeah, I think the point is if you're not, if, if the target is 15% or 14% and you're, you're way above that, um, maybe there's nothing you can do about it, but you need to figure out why in your particular store you're, you're, you know, you're way off the, uh, you know, the, the, the guide. Uh, and you know, maybe there's nothing you can do. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe you've got an extra person out there. Uh, I don't know, but anyway, yeah. those are, those are the questions to ask. Uh, and then, uh, and then, then start to come up. Because if, if you don't ask them yourself, somebody's going to walk in and ask the question, uh, and you want to make sure you have a good answer. Um, 
our dealership does a lot of uh, off, a lot of coupons uh, in service. Uh, where do we where should we account for coupons? Uh, does that go into cost of sales or into a marketing charge? So we have this question every time, don't we, Mike? Yeah. And and I would say I don't care. Um, so if you put it in cost to sale, obviously your grosses are going to be less than stellar, um, or, or maybe not. But if you put it in cost to sale, at least you're not kidding yourself about what your true gross profit percentage is on those jobs. If you put it instead, if you let those uh, gross profits stay where they are and put it in marketing or advertising, it's still going to get to the same net. That's why net is such the big problem because it doesn't matter if you put it in cost of sale or expenses, net's still going to remain the same. Is I I don't mind it being in advertising just because I want to be able to manage it a little bit better and know what the number is as opposed to just burying it in cost of sale. I just tell managers just don't delude yourself into thinking that you have this great you know gross profit percentage when we know we're pulling out coupons and putting them in advertising. Uh, thank you, and I think that's the questions for now. Okay. Uh, we can move on. Okay, so how are we going to get to that 20%? So we know this dealership, as of October, I ran this for their October 31st statement, uh, they needed $180,000 to get to 20%. Well, what can they do about that? Well, <clears throat> we said before they had an effective labor rate of $81.03 and that their average cost was 1917 That means right now they're making $61.86 gross per flat rate hour sold. So if we take the 180, divided it by 61.86 on their average gross per hour, if they were somehow, and through some miracle, able to um, sell another 2,900 hours in the past year, then that would get them to the gross that they need uh, with the technician. So it's been, as of August, October 31st, it's, that's about 43 and a half weeks. So if I took those hours, divided it by 43 weeks, that's 67 hours, plot rate hours a week. Um, that's more than a tech. So this is the thought process I want you to go through. So I need to get 180. How are we going to get there? I could raise prices. I could decrease costs. I could do expenses. I could sell more. Well, how am I going to sell more? Well, this is what it takes. It would take me, I would have to sell almost 3,000 flat rate hours through the year to date <clears throat> to get to that number. Well, how much is that per week? 67. Well, that's more than a tech. Can you hire another tech? Do you have room for another tech? You know, this is where I start to manage. Well, it's one plan. This is a plan to get there. I could hire a tech, and if we had room and work for them to keep them busy, we'd get pretty close to it. But I don't know if either one of those cases are true. So if that is not true and there's not another 67 hours a week just sitting out there waiting for you to grab it, uh, then we sort of got to start looking at other plans. And, for example, I said, well, we could raise prices. In this case, to raise prices to cover your goal, it would be about a 10% increase, which is a pretty healthy jump uh, to, to go up. And then it's actually higher than that because when you raise sales or increase gross, guess what? You're taking a cut of it as managers. Advisors are taking a cut out of it. So it's actually more than that. That being said, if I came to a dealership and I, and I was posed with this problem and I was trying to figure it out <clears throat> and I couldn't go with techs or more hours and I was looking to raise prices, I probably would see if I could bump their prices a little bit 
and then I'd immediately see what I could do on their warranty labor rate because that's probably where I'd get closest without having to have the type of resistance I would with the consumer. So this is how we do, do plans. Figure out where you need to go, what you need to have, and then do some of the math backwards to say, what's it going to take for me to get there? And then you can implement a plan, and it almost always works. Mike, that's the kind of the that's, – that's me. Um, if dealerships call me to do this all the time, and what I just walked them through would cost our clients thousands of dollars for me to do, uh, of course, it'd be tailored to them and all that kind of stuff. But I just want, before we move on to some of my favorite measurements or some of the ones that I use to help project performance, um, if there are any other questions out there um, about just that first initial gross to net. Okay. Um, here's, I, have, I have one question here. Um, when we're, if we're looking, this has to do with revenues. Um, what are you saying uh, in the dealerships you work with What's the trend in customer pay uh, hours? Uh, are you seeing more customer pay repair orders, less? Uh, are, are recalls kind of crowding out customer pay? Uh, where, where do we head? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, it depends on the franchise. Clearly, some of our franchises are crowding out on recall work, uh, the other work and hours per hour are dropping. They're also dropping, and we'll get into this in some of my other measurements, they're also dropping because the, the, the shop's at capacity. It couldn't sell another hour if it wanted to sell another hour because they're just so backed up. So that is happening with a number of franchises. Overall, there's been small growth um, uh, in total gross and total sales, but in almost all my dealerships cases, there's also been a larger than that growth in the number of ROs, which means, again, sales per RO and hours per RO are dropping. So while overall we might be up 5% this year, we wrote 7% more ROs. So that's, that's what it might take from my market. Okay, and, uh, and what are you advising, or do you advise dealers on what to do if, uh, when they see hours per RO dropping? The, the number of ROs increasing, uh, production on each RO decreasing. I tell them to compare themselves to to other stores because, yeah. and I, I, it's it's true it's true of every department. Dealers come to me and say our our gross per new car is dropping, and then I look you know and compare them to everybody else in the area. I'm like, yeah, so is everybody else. You know what what do you want? That that's the market. You know, I would love it not to be that way. I'm gonna fight like heck to to try to reverse it. But if that's the way the market tr is trending, I'm I, I'm not there to fight windmills. How, how hard is it to get this type of information, the comparative information from our factory representatives? Is it just a matter of asking for it or do we need to uh, prod them or explain to them what, we, what we're looking to do? Okay, so I'll ask that person a follow-up question. Just tell us what your franchise is. Um, is it is it possible from them? No, it depends on your relationship with your rep is everything. But um, again, if you're if you're a Chrysler store, it's right online. You you can just go in and get it. So, yeah, what franchise? Chevrolet. Chevrolet has this uh, system too. It's called Compass. Okay. And it, you can do the exact same thing. Narrow it down as close as you want to. Okay. And uh, all right. So if it's if if you so if your fran answer if your franchise has this information online, very easy to get and worthwhile to to compare your performance with uh, with other stores in your area. Uh, 
Yeah, which I, I will say, Mike, they, they, the service managers may not have access to it. Okay. Um, the, the office manager controller will. But it, the nice thing about almost all of these, like I showed in, in my example, they do it by department. So they don't have to give you all the rest of the dealership. They could just give you the stuff for service. All right. So if you don't have access, go to your office manager or controller or see if they can help you out. Uh, are there any franchises that you know of that do not have this information online? I don't know. Sometimes I just don't know where to find it. It seems like Hyundai, like theoretically, does have it, but it's always broken and never works. Um, I'm trying to think of another one that I've ever really struggled, but generally I can find something. Uh, I'd like to thank all of you for attending today. Uh, it was a, I know it's a busy week, uh, and we appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend uh, the last hour and a half or so with Dealer's Edge. And I'd like to offer special thanks to Rob Campbell. Uh, for taking his time today and putting today's presentation together uh, and sharing his expertise and considerable experience with dealerships uh, with us and, and uh, with you. Uh, so Always Rob, happy you. to do it. Thank Always you very much. Uh, and with that, then I'm Mike Bowers for Dealer's Edge. We'll be signing off for now. Hope you can join us again for our next presentation.